He who saves one life saves the world entire. And the most important life to save is your own. After all, it's the place where you have the most power. So join shadow worker and trauma therapist Laura Giles each week on It's Not You, It's Me. We'll uncover what's in shadow and learn the things you need so you can heal yourself, grow yourself, know yourself, love yourself, be yourself, and share yourself. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, it's time to drop the self-sabotage and limiting beliefs. A healthy, abundant, connected life is an option. Choose it. Subscribe. And let's start manifesting it. If you want to live a passionate life, you have to let go of what you've been taught. There's a lot of programming out there that can put you on a path that actually won't lead you there. Hi, I'm Laura Giles with Let It Go Now, a podcast that talks about what to let go of, how to let go, and I feature people who are doing it. At the core of every single one of us is a beautiful, authentic, vibrant light that just wants to shine. And all that stuff that stands in the way of that, well... We just need to let that go. And today I'm focusing on the dream of living our passion. Who doesn't want that? If you could wake up every day full of energy and enthusiasm for living your life, would you want that? Of course you would. There are so many courses for finding out how to do that. But here's the thing. That's like chasing the end of the rainbow because you're never going to get there if you take some test that confirms, yep, You'd make a great realtor or a beachside bar owner or a teacher because living a passionate life is more simple than that. And it's also not that simple. And in this podcast, I'll explain why. So here is how the typical course goes. It starts out with some type of test. Let's say that it's an archetype test and you find out the archetype is the fool or a joker. The fool is a simple, wise person and uses humor to teach. They're hedonistic liminal creatures who exist between this world and that one. They're carefree, cheerful, unpredictable, sometimes drunk, and they're really good at disrupting the world order so that a change is possible. And they can make people laugh at themselves. And they're the only ones who can tell the hard truths to people who don't want to hear them. So now you have this snapshot of who you are and what you're good at. And from there, you get a list of ways that this archetypal energy can be used. So this works well in careers like writers, comedians, singers, artists, criminals, rebels, community organizers, lawyers, salesmen, and speakers, okay? And you get this list of qualities um, for your ideal market. For example, your ideal client likes to laugh naturally, be spontaneous, and doesn't take life too seriously. And so now you have a template that you can use to create this passionate life, right? That's the box. What we talk about here at Let It Go Now is getting out of the box, just destroying the box altogether. A box is always a box. People can be like hermit crabs who go from one shell to another. To improve upon that habit, we move from one shell to a bigger shell and call it growth. And there's a different way. One thing that I knew intellectually but didn't fully grasp until COVID is that humans are liminal creatures. We stand between heaven and earth. We're both spiritual and physical and neither and both at the same time. This is what I mean by getting out of the box. 
When we choose a box, we limit ourselves. We box ourselves in. And letting go means letting go of all of that. So while it's helpful to have some parameters and to be able to label some things and nail them down, I wouldn't get stuck on that. Instead, trust your gut. Look at what you're already doing and what you've already done. What did you enjoy? I promise you. You don't have to look outside of yourself for this information. You do what you enjoy doing. So what is that? Let me tell you my story. When I look over my life work, at first glance, I don't see a whole lot of things in common. My first job in college was a truck driver. Then I became a professional dancer. And in fact, when I talked about my passion, I always said it was dancing. I've been taking people to sacred places for over 20 years. I work as a trauma therapist and transformational coach. And these things look really different, don't they? So if I were ever going to start over, how could I use this to go in a direction that would most likely lead to living a passionate life? Well, let's look at those things and see what they have in common. I really loved being a courier because I had a lot of freedom. I was not micromanaged and got to make my own decisions. Every day was different. I didn't work many hours and had enough money to pay my bills, go to school, and still have time to socialize. I also participated in a management project where I facilitated teams that worked together to accomplish goals for the company. A secondary part of that was that it nurtured leadership within the company, both for me and the people that I was leading. Okay, with the dancing, I was self-employed, so I called the shots there. If I didn't want to do a job, I didn't have to. If I wanted more money, I just had to hustle to get more work. I loved the creative part of it, and every gig was different. I was a belly dancer for Arabs, and my first job was an Afghan-Egyptian wedding, and they were grateful to have a dancer who helped them feel like they were at home. So even though I'm not Middle Eastern, I felt a connection to my clients and felt like I was part of their amazing experience. Hiring a belly dancer isn't cheap, so I was well compensated, but the appreciation that I got was as meaningful to me as the money. I also taught dance, so that was a way of sharing what I loved with others. With the spiritual travel, that started because I had an amazing experience and wanted to share it with others. The more they appreciated it, the more that I wanted to share it. It is a business, so I'm paid for that. And every trip is different because there's different people and because we grow, you know? So even if I go to the same destination, it changes as I change. The really transformative experiences that we have are special because They're always the kinds of things that no one outside of the group could really understand. So the group bonds. That's always unique and meaningful. Now with the trauma therapy and coaching, my website has always says that I help the hard to help people who are stuck and sick and tired of being sick and tired. When I was an intern, my boss gave me the hard cases. Funny thing was that I like these clients the most. I like a challenge. If I see something that I don't understand, I learn about it. It makes me better at what I do. And since people are typically at their lowest when they come in for services, they're open and vulnerable, which makes the human-to-human connection easier and more true, which I always love. Every day is different. Every client's different. And I feel appreciated by most of my clients. I can see the changes in them. I know that I make a difference. But what lights me up is that they function better. They're happier. So when they shine that light, it's like the sun. It shines for everyone. So now we have an overview of my work life, and since a third of our day is spent sleeping and a third of our day is spent working, it makes sense to engage in work that lights you up if you want to have a passionate life, right? 
So how would I remake my work life if I were starting all over, given that all of these things look so different? Well, they're really not all that different. What did I do in all of them? Well, a common thread is that all of these jobs were intellectually stimulating and gave me the means to grow. I was learning something new all the time. Another thing they all have in common is that I was giving back. And the third thing they all have in common was that it was always changing. Now, if my passion report says that I'm a joker and I should be a comedian or a speaker, do you see how much more narrow that is than what I've done in my life? I've been happy in all of them. So passion's not about the job title. The job is the arena in which you play, but it's not the thing that is creating the passion. You are creating the passion. And if the arena gives you the basic building blocks where your passion can emerge and flourish, then it's a good arena. But the most important part of the equation is you. If you know your strengths and needs, you can set yourself up to live passionately. But you also have got to have the skills. But let me tackle that first part first, so your strengths and your needs. If I'm not good at speaking, woodworking, or selling, I'm going to have a hard time doing it at first, right? Strengths come from repeated use of a skill that gets increasingly better. If you do something sloppy over and over, it's not going to improve. But if you have good instruction, are mindful and self-correct as you go, you can be good at anything. Knowing what you're good at is an indicator of what you're passionate about. Your needs also indicate what will create a sense of passion within you. There are six emotional needs. Before I get to them, let me give credit to Tony Robbins for this information. I don't know if he came up with the idea, but he's who I heard it first from. But those emotional needs are safety, novelty, connection, contribution, significance, and growth. I've enjoyed all my jobs, but which one did I say I was most passionate about? It was a belly dancing, right? I got paid well, so there's the safety. Every show was different, so that's novelty. I danced for and with other people, so that's connection. But there's more than that. Um, There was an emotional connection to my audience because it wasn't just a show. It was a way to help them feel like they were home again. So that's contribution too. I was always appreciated, so that's significance. And it's a creative art, so there's always growth. So dancing hit all six of my emotional needs. When you find something or someone that does that, you have something that brings out the passion in you. You have an arena where your passion that is inside can flourish. When my sister was in between jobs and was saying she didn't know what to do next, I was like, what do you mean you don't know what to do? Do what you've always done and what you apparently love to do. You're great at creating safe spaces for others to flourish. You're great at mentoring bringing people together, creating something out of nothing, and bringing ideas to life. What can you do that capitalizes on those strengths? It's a lot easier to see when we're looking at someone else, and it's harder when it's us. But I think people get too narrow. They think in terms of jobs rather than skills. They think in terms of money and perks rather than emotional needs. Money's important. But if you're doing something that goes against your values or something that you absolutely hate... It's hard to be passionate about it, isn't it? When I was in high school, I couldn't dream of doing a nine to five while I was in office all day. I revolted. I didn't take typing because I said, I'm not going to be typing all day. And in fact, for one tiny bit of time that I worked in that type of environment, I slowly died a little every day. I didn't have the language that I just used to say that I knew that that sameness went against my high need for novelty 
I wouldn't have felt that I was contributing in any meaningful way. There was no growth in doing the same thing every day. I couldn't feel significant doing that. So that was the worst type of job for me because none of my emotional needs were met in that environment. And I didn't have the space to change it. I'm not criticizing the environment or the work that anyone does. Some people thrive in places where it's the same and predictable every day. It just wasn't for me. So there are many things to think about when creating a passionate life. You have to have the environment where it can blossom and the permission to do that. You also have to have the skills. And these are life skills. These are things that you need to succeed anywhere in life. It doesn't make sense to change jobs or start a business if your foundation isn't strong. The chance of succeeding is low if you don't have these skills. This is why the Path Athletic Go community is ready, release, renew. You just don't decide to jump out of a plane and then jump. You get some instructions first so that you can jump safely and make it to the ground in one piece. Lots of us who are contemplating changes don't need to paint the yellow wall blue. They need to redo the whole house, tear the house down, or move into another one. So there's some skill building needs that need to happen, right? Once you have these skills, then you can let go or release. And once you get to the ground or tear that wall or that house down, it's time to integrate the changes so that something new can happen. I know lots of people who have gone through plant ceremonies. So I'm talking ayahuasca, rape, psilocybin, and iboga. They had an amazing experience, and then nothing really changes in the big picture. Why? It always comes down to three things. They don't have the foundation to really change. They don't have the skills to change, or the change was superficial. It happened on a mental level, but not really holistically, so they can't hold on to it. So they do it again, and again, and again, and nothing really changes. There's no substitute for doing your own work, guys. Sorry to break it to you. Your fairy godmother isn't going to wave a magic wand over you and make it all better. Humans have free will, and it's up to us to create the life that we want. Life is what we make it. That's why this podcast is called How to Live a Passionate Life, not How to Find Your Passion. Your passion isn't outside of you. It's not something that you have to go get or find. You can use tools like the Six Emotional Needs and Strengths Finder Test to help you narrow down ways your passion has the best venue to shine, but the shining part's up to you. Being in an office eight hours a day was very challenging for me, but if I were a belly dancer with low self-esteem who couldn't regulate my own emotions and had a really poor self-care routine, I'd still have a hard time living passionately because I'm having a hard time with the basics of living. There's a lot of things I need to let go of before that wonderful light inside could shine. See what I'm saying? I might find the perfect partner who meets all my emotional needs, but if I can't eat my, meet my own needs, how will I ever be an equal? I'll always be a dependent upon him. I need him to fill me up. And that would have to get tiring at some point to be in such a lopsided relationship. I might find a job or create an enterprise that fits my personality, strengths, and emotional needs, but if I can't motivate myself to get out of bed or if I get a panic attack when something goes wrong, I won't be able to sustain it. So a passionate life cannot be built on sand. That's the ready part of the Let It Go Now community. You have to be ready for it. You have to have a firm foundation. So start where you are right now and grow from there. Everything grows from practice. Think about what lights you up. 
What do you do? Not a job, but how do you show up? What happens when you show up? For me, I show up in places that are stimulating, challenging, and new. I show up and I give, and what I get returns to me. It grows me. So my most important emotional needs are growth, contribution, and novelty, and I give them to myself. So I talked about my sister. Let's use her as another example. She shows up in places where people are hungry to learn or create. When she shows up, she gives and nurtures. And I haven't run this by her, but I would say that her most important emotional needs are growth, contribution, and connection. And she gives them to herself. We both get them from others, but we're not relying upon others to do something for us. We're not relying on them to tell us that we're good people, smart, appreciated, or any of that. The connection and significance are a byproduct of being there, not the reason for being there. You starting to follow me? So think about what lights you up. Where do you feel the most inspired or alive? And what is it about this environment that gives that to you? What do you spend your time thinking about or doing? Who are you with when you feel most motivated, safe, touched, or excited? And what do these people have in common? These are all head questions that can lead you to certain conclusions, but don't forget your heart. Passion is a feeling. Your head can give you ideas, but if they don't touch your heart, you're not going to feel what you're after, which is to feel alive, motivated, and maybe even a little bit driven, right? So you have a place, a person, or thing that brings out your warm and wonderful, genuine self. Practice being there. Let yourself feel that feeling. Notice what takes you out of it. That's the thing you need to let go of. Do you experience self-doubt, negativity? Do you tell yourself that it's not possible? Do you limit your imagination by sticking to what's conventional or what people expect? Are you stuck inside your comfort zone? Are you pessimistic? The way to have a passionate life is to let your passion flow. Cultivating people in situations that make it more likely is what supports it, not what creates or sustains it. Your inner juices do that. So what makes you juicy? If you're not used to feeling passionate, start small so that it's safe and doable. I really love amazing food. I can't help letting out appreciative moans or squeals when the food is just that good. When I was in Rome, my friends and I went to Giolitti for gelato. Now, let me tell you, you'll know that you're there because there is a crowd of people waiting to get in. So be prepared to stand in line. Then you have to walk past this enormous case of the most delectable offerings that your eyes can spy. It's hard to only choose just one thing, so do yourself a favor and have two, but make sure that one of them is gelato. I can't say what is so spectacular about this, but it makes your eyes roll back in your head. It's so good. I slowed down to savor every lingering bit of it. It was just so amazing. When I'm eating Giolitti gelato, I get all in my feelings and I endure everything and everyone. I feel like I could leap across rooftops and dance in the rain. And that's all because of gelato. (laughs) It's a simple pleasure. Oprah Winfrey said, passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you. And I agree. Simple, right? Being under starlight has a different but equally awesome impact. 
I love looking up on a clear night, especially if there's a chance of seeing meteors. Sirius is 8.6 light years away as a crow flies. That's more than I can wrap my head around. It takes me into wormholes of thoughts that are insanely complicated and delicious. Contemplating how big, long-lived, and awesome space is keeps me humble. I feel so small and still so awesome to belong to the universe. That is all that. So that's passion too, but in a very different way and from a different source. As for people, I love being around visionary people who have eccentric and novel ideas, but also have the knowledge and experience to speak intelligently and know how to bring those ideas to life. I love talking to people who can connect the dots in humorous ways. I have an acquaintance who says the most off-the-wall things. Her mind goes in really strange and entertaining places that makes me feel like a kid when I'm with her. She's so funny. She breaks through stereotypes and conventional wisdom in ways that just blow me wide open. I also like being with people who are vulnerable, open, and available. People with no artifice are safe people. They're comfortable people. Around all these types of people, I feel alive, connected, grateful, and passionate. So I've shared lots of things that bring out the passion in me, and they're all within my control. So if I want to live a passionate life, here are some of the things I create space for. So delicious food, time alone with the night sky, or nature in general, because all nature does that for me. Work that is varied and challenging, learning, teaching, listening to others, giving to others, and connected social time. All that's pretty easy to achieve, isn't it? There's nothing on this list that says I have to drive a Porsche, make a million dollars, be with the hottest guy on the planet to feel passionate. It's not about stuff or about anything that's not within my control. It's really about knowing myself, giving myself what I need, being myself and sharing myself. If you want an easy formula, there it is. It's one that I have used with clients for decades. The big picture is to know yourself, love yourself, be yourself, share yourself. Super simple. And let go of all the stuff that's not you. If you're passionate about cleaning, cooking, taking care of your kids, having conversations that gets work done, taking care of your mind, emotions, and spiritual self and body, you're going to have a passionate life. Passion is what you feel, and it shows up in what you do. Life is reciprocal. If you're with people who give it back to you, you maintain your supply. If you do things that give that feeling back to you, it never runs out. If you give it to people, places and things that drain it, it's going to take a lot of energy to stay there. If you need others to give it to you, well, good luck with that too. That strategy doesn't work out so well. And if you have poor life skills and habits that derail you, well, that's a challenge too. And let it go now. We're about working effectively, which generally takes us back to the foundation. So if you're struggling with passion, I'd start there and surround yourself with passionate people. Passion is contagious. That's what I mean by talking to funny, vulnerable, and eccentric people. I love their ideas. They give me ideas, and then I share those ideas, and it just keeps going around. That's the beautiful thing about passion. It can't be contained. It has to be shared. So when someone passes it to you, don't drop the ball. Give it away. So it keeps the love chain going. Make something with it. Don't let it drown in procrastination and fear. Let it manifest. If it only manifests in a sly smile that's between you and the sky, that's enough. 
It doesn't have to be a whole fireworks display. A tiny spark of joy can light up the whole sky. So if you have a block that's standing in your way, let's connect. Getting baggage out of the way is what I do. It's what I love. I would love to see you in your fire. Like I said, it's contagious. So more means more for everyone. If you haven't listened to Brigadier General Marlon Crook's podcast yet or Art Wheeler's, you can check that out and see how other people live their passion. I have more guest podcasts where people share what um, they have had to let go of and how their passion is manifesting. It's useful to hear people's stories. It can help us get out of our box and think differently. Art Wheeler is a full-time composer and musician who has made music for silent films, done film scores, and created orchestral music. It's not what a lot of people think about when they think of a life as a musician, but he's doing what he loves. I have an upcoming podcast with my sister who's created something new because she loves it and saw a need for it. Another upcoming podcast with Heather Younger talks about another innovative way to share her passion and experience with the world. So you don't have to follow anyone's path but your own. Love yourself enough to do that for yourself and let go of the things that stand in the way of pulling the trigger. I want to see you succeed and light up the world. If you like the podcast, please subscribe and share it. It helps to improve the show ranking so more people can find us. Thanks, guys. I'm Laura Giles, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help the podcast thrive, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Laura Giles, you can follow her on all her socials at Laura Giles 804. See you next time.